Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Will with Schedule Fly, and this is a very special episode uh, for me personally. Brett Oliverio is the owner of Sup Dogs, and if you don't know their story, then uh, check out at Sup Dogs Restaurant on Facebook or Instagram, or go to SupDogs.com and click the Our Story link and watch the video that we made about their story a few years ago. We made this thing. It's just a f- incredible story. So uh, we didn't get into that. Uh, what we did is we just sat down and talked for nearly two hours about sup dogs, the restaurant business, life, philosophies, having kids, finding balance. Uh, it was just, it was a great conversation. It was almost like we just didn't have mics in headphones and we were just sitting there talking and catching up uh love brett to death i consider myself lucky to know him i think he's an absolutely phenomenal dude and enjoy this episode it's the longest one we've ever done by probably by an hour uh but it's a great one we'll have more soon thanks all right and we're live all right uh what's up everybody it's will with schedule fly and ah this is a very special one uh, I'm here in Chapel Hill with my good buddy Brett Oliverio here at Sup Dogs. Um, just had ah, oh, those dogs were good. I had the old school, nice two of them with nice. sup sauce on top. So what was it? Was chili, onions, mustard. I threw some sup sauce on top and then had the chili uh, or you know the bacon cheese fries. Yeah, it's freaking good, dude. It's all it's all about the uh, appreciate that. It's all about the. Uh, the homemade sauces and the homemade chili. Because every hot dog's good. I mean, when have you had a bad hot dog? Good point. So use an all-beef hot dog, and then like you make all your sauces fresh and chili fresh, and it's just it's good. Sub sauce is good. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah. I saw your Instagram post the other day. About, or like Some girl was like said something about how her... She was dating this guy, or they started dating, and he can't. He didn't like sup sauce, so she didn't know she could should break up yeah. with him or something like that. <laughs> well, she said, you know, <laughs> she went to ECU, and now she lives in Raleigh. She's been dating him for a couple months. They came here to the Chapel Hill location. He orders a plain hamburger, nothing on it, no sauce, and he said, "Ah, it wasn't that good." That's a warning sign. Yeah, she's plain like, "What should I do?" I'm like, oh, "Ghost God. that guy. Get rid yeah, of him. Get rid of him. <laughs> That's all you need. So. That should be like. That should be how girls decide of a guy. Like, if you bring them to sup, it's like the, the litmus test. Like, if they come here and, and they're out, of, they're, like, uncomfortable or don't, yeah. like, that's it. Like, that's all you need to know. And it's cool because this girl wanted to come here and just, you know, pig out, drink a lot, eat a lot, which is awesome. Yeah. And here he is complaining. Like, Get rid of that dude. But, yeah, I screenshotted that uh, convo. <laughs> and then I'm like, hey, can I post this on our Instagram? She's like, sure. That's awesome, so, man. How many followers do you all have now? On Instagram, we got like over 27,000 going on 28, I think. That's crazy. There's so much value in that for us. Uh, And with two locations. So, so, okay. So, folks, if you're listening, Brett's been on the podcast before. We we did a a, a, a film uh, telling the story of Sup Dogs, which is a phenomenal story. Uh, So, if you want to get some background, because we're not going to get back into the backstory, go to uh, it's subdogs.com and you've got there on like your our story page Mm -hmm. or about us or whatever. Um, It's also on our Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so it's on there. Mm -hmm. Where are you? What is it on? Is it at Uh, at subdogs restaurant? At subdogs restaurant. Okay. 
so there's a couple reasons I'm here today. Number well, for one, because like of all the owners I've met in the 12 years we've been doing this, you know, there's like I've got like a a handful of folks that I like just fully admire, respect, would hang out with you anytime. You know, if I didn't even have anything to do with schedule five, love being around you, love what you're doing respect your story and the work you put into the business and the passion you put into the business. So I always like being here. Plus you're the, you're the, you're the guy that I like when I was like, okay, we're going to start filming these things. I was like, well, who's going to be cool and chill. And like, if I screw like whatever, like I got to screw around trying to film this. So I I knew you were the very first person I called and I knew you'd say yes. So thank you. Um, And then I want to talk to you about some cool stuff that's been happening with y'all um in, in touching on that you've got all these instagram followers um you won what was it several i guess in march you yeah it was won april barstool sports best best college it? bar in america best college bar in america mm-hmm. and you beat some like i mean you beat some places that have been around yeah. a long time in really big damn college towns yeah. like what okay so how, how many was it? Sixty four. Like this was in, yeah. in tandem with the NCAA. So, yeah. So like uh, a year ago, um, locally at ECU, you know, they ran a sort of a poll on, you know, what's your favorite bar at ECU? Even though we're a restaurant, we're doing sixty five to seventy percent food, but we sell a ton of beer and liquor. Yeah. So we won locally. Everyone voted for Subdogs, which was awesome. And then, like six months later. You know, I got an email from uh, the people at Barstool. They said, hey, we're, we're going to include you in our uh, NCAA tournament-style uh, bracket contest where we're searching for the best college bar in America. Okay. And, you know, it's seeded just like uh, NCAA basketball tournaments. So, like, the one seeds were, like, you know, LSU, Penn State, um, these huge party schools with these legendary bars and nightclubs and uh, – and we were an eight seed, and we went up against uh, in the first round of, against Clemson. So for me, I was like, I just want to win. Was it the SO Club? Or, I don't remember the name of the bar. I don't think it was. But, but the, I mean, you're talking about towns that have. I mean, ECU is big enough, but you're talking about towns that some of them have like a hundred thousand people at a football game. Like, yeah, I mean, you're going up like we're going up against like you know Penn State, who's got between their campuses ninety thousand plus students. Oh, ECU's got what twenty seven. So. And uh, just talking to Barstool, they were sort of blown away by the passion that universities and alumni and and, uh, students and just communities have for their local um, bar. Yeah. And we almost got in it twice, by the way. We we finished second here at UNC to He's Not Here, but that would have been weird if we had two entry because you would oh, see you did? Yeah. You both look, oh i didn't yeah so that. this one finished second uh wow but he's not here's legendary place he's here. been around for, but all the, a lot of these places are there like the yeah. ones I, saw, I mean like i think the one in they, they've been there forever I these know. places are like yeah we, I mean, we, we went up against uh this bar at lsu where you know shack was sings karaoke there all the time and you know i mean these legendary yeah, places. and he was probably telling his followers to go vote right. for it or something. Yeah, we were up against a lot of celebrities that were. Oh, so, um, and we, we ended up winning that, and uh, that was insane. It, it, it sort of, uh, you know, it came at a time, you know, timing's everything. First off, it was a, sort of a slow news cycle um, in, uh, in Greenville at ECU. But, you know, the community got behind us, and uh, it came at a time where, like, and this sounds really weird and cheesy, but, like, 
the football team had a rough couple of years, just fired their coach. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, enrollment at the university has been down. Oh, really? Uh, they're just, the basketball team was t- not very good. So it just, the school really needed, and the community really needed a competitive win. Yeah. So, so I mean, the support we got in this goofy best college bar in America contest was unreal. I mean, we had the football coach, uh, every famous alumni, um, basically the school, the alumni, the students, the community all sort of took it upon themselves to support us. And, uh, and it was huge, huge, huge news. Like when we won, I mean, it was literally like the closest thing to a national championship that ECU's ever had. And it sounds really goofy and no, cheesy, I mean, but like, like that was like, there's a lot of pride involved. I mean, that's a, I mean, Barstool Sports is massive. I mean, their following is huge. I, I'm sure. I mean, your name is was all yeah, over the country at this point. I know. I mean, they, instantly. Now, okay. So how many? So you beat Clemson, and you go and you go to each of these rounds. Like, yeah. did you? I mean, like, what were you thinking? <laughs> were you thinking like I was like, this is cool. Holy shit, we're yeah. now against Penn State. Like, how do we be? Or did you feel like like? We, we, we can do that. Like, were you using Instagram to, or we, we social used all, media? Yeah, we used all of our social. So, you know, I've been, and that's a thing. Like, you know, I, we've been doing Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook to an extent for going on eight years. So yeah. people, people are always like, oh, well, you know, we, we want social media like sup dogs. It's like, well, then you got to post three to 10 times a day every day for eight years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do it. I mean, I run Snapchat and Instagram contests on, on Christmas where I tell people, send us who got the worst Christmas gift, send us a photo, and we'll make up for it and send you a gift card to SupDog. So, That's like, awesome. it's funny that, like, you know, some grandma gives her granddaughter deodorant or I don't know, just something fun. And, and so it's like we just do this every single day, and we've, we've been able to build a, a following, and, uh, and we've been able to get the support through social media which has been awesome so that helped a ton well okay so then you you won they announced y'all won uh i mean were y'all like did you know when they were gonna announce it or yeah i mean they told us uh, they said hey we're gonna announce the 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 winner uh i think it was 9 p.m did you have like a a, like a a watch party or something yeah so they said they said have a watch party and uh and we need a good reaction video if you win but they said it's incredibly close. We don't know who's going to win. And literally, I'm about to head in. I had a, I had a, I had a good feeling we are going to win. And then I, I walk into Sup Dogs like two hours before the, the, they're about to announce the winner. And someone goes, um, the Jonas Brothers are live on Instagram. They've been live on Instagram the last uh, hour telling people to vote for Penn State. And if Penn State beats ECU, they're going to do a free concert at the school. And I'm like, okay. Then we're, and then they had, he had his, you know, his wife or girlfriend who's in Game of Thrones was tweeting about it. There's another, there's another, uh, man, I can't remember her name, Indian actress who's super famous. She's got like 25 million Twitter followers. She's like, don't vote for Sup Dogs. Vote for champs at Penn State. Go Penn, you know. There's a lot. I mean, Penn State is a whole yeah, other yeah, yeah. I mean, level. Um, so I'm like, okay, well. So then what I did, I'm like, you know what? We had a, the restaurant was packed. Everyone's excited. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to buy drinks for everyone. So I just bought thousands of dollars worth of drinks for 
for everyone that was there. And uh, and I, I, I actually didn't think we were going to win. So my wife was there. She's like, well, who cares if Joe Jonas is on Instagram? You need to go on Instagram Live. I'm like, awesome. I'm like, okay. So, um, but it was awesome. And then they announced the winner and like literally it was like, you know, literally like we won a national championship I, I at ECU. Got, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the video, the news crews are in there. I mean, we have every <laughs> news outlet locally in Eastern North Carolina is there. Um, there's like, people are going crazy, jumping around. I mean, it literally felt like, you know, I, we were lucky enough to be open in 2017 when UNC won the uh basketball national championship yeah and it was literally the same celebration the same atmosphere i mean not not to you know there wasn't thirty thousand people in the street but inside the restaurant it it had the same exact vibe which was really cool (laughs) that's so awesome um and it just shows you know and then a lot of people from the community that were there city council uh people from uptown greenville so it was like it was a huge community thing for us did you um okay so y'all won and then you had like they had like a parcel came and had like a big party or something. Is that? Yeah. So part of the deal was like, okay, if we win, we're coming um, to your restaurant and we're going to, um, Barstool's going to, it started off like Barstool's going to open a tab and buy drinks. But then this contest got so huge where like every celebrity and famous athlete, I mean, Chris Johnson played for the Titans you know, he went to ECU. He's tweeting about it. So every famous athlete and celebrity. So basically, this contest just exploded for Barstool. They're like, this is one of our biggest contests we've ever done in the history of Barstool. So this event can no longer be, hey, we're going to run a tab and buy some beers. This needs to be an event that delivers to the caliber of the contest. Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, we just got done with our big Doggy Jams event. And it's like our busiest time of the year. So it's like we have a week, and they said, here's the dates we can do. So we have a week to put together this massive event that everyone's expecting to be just, uh, you know, a huge celebration, national championship-style celebration. This so is a week like, after Doggy Jams? Yeah, it was a week oh. after Doggy Jams. All right, again, folks, if you're just watch the video. <laughs> watch yeah. the video, and you'll see what Doggy Jams... How many were there this year? 2,000. 2,000 yeah. people. So we, you know, we just do an event for 2,000. Like, literally every day is like 11 a.m. to 3 a.m., lunch, dinner, late night, craziness. Because it's April, school's winding down, yeah, weather's yeah. real nice. And then we win this Barstool contest, and it's like Barstool Corporate's coming, and, you know, we're on conference calls that the next morning, you know we need to have a massive national championship celebration. And I'm like, shit. (laughs) And I'm like, they're like, tell us about your restaurant. I'm like, damn, it's this little like, (laughs) you know, hot dog restaurant. Like, you know, we do, we did build a roof. We did build a rooftop, which is really cool. But like, you know, we hold 200 people. So, you know, the mission now is like, where are we going to do this event? We ended up doing it at a, a theater down the street. Which held, which held, which oh, held, really? yeah, which held a thousand people. Okay. So, um, Barstool brought in, uh, you know, some in, in their in-house band. They brought some Barstool celebrities. They brought a uh, porn star, Carter Cruz, to DJ. Um, <laughs> they brought in another pretty famous DJ, and then um, we dusted through a thousand tickets in like literally less than a minute. Um, I mean, we we could have ten thousand people there easily, 
and uh, and then ultimately we brought out a uh, we did a surprise performance by T Pain. So I paid T Pain to come and surprise everyone and do uh, four songs. So it ended up being just just an amazing night, and they it was like they they, they brought out like this big Stanley Cup style trophy, and the whole staff was on stage, and everyone's going crazy. I mean, it was just amazing. It was crazy. So you're the first. That was their first one. Yeah, you're the first champion. Yeah, we are. So you're like got to go back as like the defending champion. We, yeah, we better be. Year. Yeah, we better be a one seed. <laughs> but literally, this contest took over my life. Oh my god! For like a month. Do you? Uh, oh my god! So, um, well, yeah. Then you got to you got to try to repeat. What, what do you do to try to? Re- <laughs> my thinking is. Uh, just keep building the social media following. Keep, yeah. uh, you know, just keep getting our name out there. So when it's time to run the contest again, because next year, I mean, this is the first year that like God, it's going to be huge. Yeah, and 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 they and talking to Barstool, they're like, like every school is going to get every major celebrity, you know, politician, and it, it, you know, because everyone has pride in their university. Yeah, 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 sure. So. Um, it, it's it, the contest is going to be even more enormous next year, and people are going to expect us to win. And I don't know, so we'll see. That's so I know. Cool, man. It was awesome. It was really cool. So I mean, if you would have told me like in earlier this year that like we would win best college bar in America, Barstool would be coming down to throw a massive corporate style cel- national championship national championship celebration with the porn star and t-pain i'd be like <laughs> I, I wouldn't believe you but one week after doggy Jam. right and during our busiest time of the year and it was our busiest time of year here in chapel hill as well so there's a lot but did you get a lot of it like a lot more attention here yeah we did people coming in you know having one extra drink asking about it where can i buy t-shirts and yeah it was just amazing exposure all around for us Wait, are, now were most of these places i mean you're a a restaurant. Yeah, that's the funny part. Like, we're, I mean, were most of them just bars? Yeah, a, lo- a lot of them, like, I mean, we were up against some, some of these bars in these college towns are, are insane. Like, just madness. Like, balls to the wall, just chaos. For us, I mean, we're 65, 70% food in Greenville, 75, 80% food here in Chapel Hill. Yeah. So, like, we're, we are a restaurant, but, yeah. you know, I sort of, use that to our advantage where like if you don't think we're a bar then you know we sell more flavored vodka than, any, than anyone in the state we sell more anheuser-busch product um than anyone in eastern north carolina um so we can be a bar we, we do we move a ton of volume of beer and liquor but when it comes down to it um you know we we have nights that get crazy but you know we're running food lunch lunch dinner late night i mean most of those places don't have like i just yeah, they're already gone, but I sat next to some table, you know, with four little kids. Yeah. with the next booth. And Dude, I just posted. Little, like, five-year-olds eating hot dogs where, like, you Look at this. Let me show you this. I just posted this on our Instagram Is it the earlier today. Did you see those old folks? Yes, I was going to ask you about that, the retirees that were there. So we got a call from this. You got uh, your, uh, your um, spotlight. Oh, shoot. Uh, um, that was awesome. <laughs> dude, we got a call from this nursing home. <laughs> and they're like, hey, we want to bring in a lot of folks and they want to hang out at the best college bar in America. And I said, sure, let's do it. So we saved them a bunch of tables. They came in, they got hot dogs and like there was a handful of empty beers on the table. 
They're drinking beer, eating hot dogs, and like we love it. And they all, you know, they all have canes and walkers. And oh my gosh, I loved it. It was awesome. That's awesome. That's so cool. So just that, uh, and I think about it a lot. Like, you know, I think we're at a time now where nobody wants to get old. I mean, I'm 39. Mm, I still, fe- I still feel like I'm 24. Yep. So nobody wants to get old. So, and this concept is like high energy. It's loud. It's bright. Beer, liquor, burgers, hot dog. So um, there's a lot of people that want some of the college action. Um, so they're able to come in either here in Chapel Hill and get some of the UNC action or, or at ECU, and you get a little bit of that college energy. Yeah. But yet it's still family friendly, and uh, I mean you can get drunk if you want, yeah. um, or you can just get a diet Dr Pepper and cheese yeah. fries. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, the the support from you know every age group's been awesome. That's so freaking cool. Yeah, yeah that was a, I did. I was going to ask you about that. that was fun. Um, well, okay. So one thing we were talking about earlier. By the way, let me check. Okay, let's see here. This I might I might even I might shift this around a little bit. Angle on this. Let's see. There we go. Just a part of it. I don't, okay. So one thing we were talking about earlier, Brett, is. Um, You've got the two locations now. Mm-hmm. And how long has this Chapel Hill been open? Been open a uh, little over five years. Five here. years, okay. And you have a daughter now. Who's yep. how old? She's two and a half. She's two and a half. And one yeah. thing we were talking about earlier is you spend time thinking about, you know, and we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. months ago, like, do I grow? Do I, and what's important? And you're now finding the, the balance of having a, a beautiful young daughter and mm-hmm. family time to be... Yeah, as or more valuable than than can focusing one hundred percent on growing and all that stuff. I mean, it, you you think about that a lot, and you, yeah, you know, it was just me and my wife. It was like, you know, we opened up here in Chapel Hill. Um, we took over the the restaurant in Greenville and made sure that was running optimally. And then we, you know, opened up here in Chapel Hill, and then we built a whole new rooftop bar and kitchen on the one in Greenville. So it was just us, like, you know, let's open as many as we can and. It, make this thing uh, as big as it could possibly be. And then both locations exploded um, from the beginning. And, uh, I mean, our growth literally at both locations has been like this. So, but, you know, everything changes. And everyone says that, like, you know, everything changes when you have kids. But, like, that's an understatement. Yes. But changes in a good way. Like, I love right, it. Like, yeah, I sure. love being a dad. Yeah. I love having a daughter more than I ever thought I could love it. Yeah. Um. So where, as before, I'd be in the restaurant till midnight, working some late nights till 3 a.m. You know, I want to be at home giving my daughter a bath, playing with her, um, spending time with my wife. So that's um, sort of, it's sort of, uh, having a daughter's made me, it's added some pressure as far as, you know, I want to be the best businessman I can be and the best person and make as much money as possible because I want to support my family. So there's that side of it, but there's also a side of, I want to not be one of those dads who's never around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so balancing, balancing that yeah. is just, it's really hard because I want to be as successful as I could possibly be for myself and my, from my, in my family. But like, you know, I just want to be with my daughter. But, but then you, how, what does success mean? How do you define it? How yeah. much is enough? You know, yeah. financially, it's. I mean, I mean, I, I 
totally agree with you. I mean, I go through this kind of stuff all the time. Um, and then am I leaving like, like I know this, if, I know this concept would crush in Raleigh and crush in Wilmington and probably crush in college towns everywhere. The country, but what, but what would, what is that? At what cost? You know what I mean? Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it won't. I mean, business is a risk, but so, but am I leaving? I don't know. Am I leaving too much on the table? You know, I talked to a guy one time. He's like, look, uh, you know, if, if you think you've caught lightning in a bottle, like you got to, this is a once in a lifetime. You got to, you got to just do it. So part of me says, I got to do it. And then part of me is like, wait, I want to see my daughter grow up and have an awesome relationship with my wife. So what do I do? So I'm kind of, I'm kind of in that mode right now where I'm trying to figure out um, what our next step is, if there is a next step. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nothing's guaranteed uh, on either side. I mean, but but with you figured it out here and in Greenville, does yeah. that mean it can be replicated 100, 200 times over? Or, the, or, weird, or the weird part is, like, people are like, oh, Sup Dogs has it all, best college bar in America, 30,000 Instagram followers, everyone loves, tons of revenue. But to me, I'm just like, we have so much we can improve on and, and that we can do better. Um, and it's still, you know, every struggle that every restaurant has when they first start opening, we're still having. What are, like... Um, staffing pops into mind, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're lucky that we have staff members that have been with us for eight plus years, ten years. Um, Man, you say lucky because you're humble, but, I mean, you're, you're di- there's a reason. I mean, yeah, there's I mean, lots of places they could go and... Yeah, true. To, I mean, you got to pay them well and treat them right treat and them have an awesome well, yeah. culture. Um but, you know, we, we still have, like, for instance, it's slower now because it's summer, and then school's going to roll around. It's going to be just insane, and we're going to be struggling to train people, and I'm sure there'll be some rough days where we're understaffed, and it's almost like you never, do you ever get over that hump where everything's just runs like a well-oiled machine? I don't know, maybe, but... I don't know. When people look from the outside in, it's like, oh, Subdog's got it all figured out. I mean, we don't. But we're lucky that uh, I'd say this every day that people come through the door. So um, that's something we don't take for granted because it could all go away tomorrow. Yeah. Easily. Yep. You know, it's funny you say that. I, so many of the, of the uh, folks, men and women that are successful owners that I've interviewed over the years have said, I mean, that's how they think. Yeah. Just don't take anything for granted. It could, it could stop tomorrow. It's a tough business. It's, it's so freaking hard. Um, and you just can't... It's, it's one of those businesses where, uh, especially being in a college town, I, I think you can't have any vices. So, I mean, I'm not a drinker. I mean, I like to drink an old-fashioned. I like to have drinks, but like can't be a drunk can't be a womanizer you can't be a degenerate gambler you can't do any drugs if you if you do i don't know i in my opinion if you're in a drug you have zero chance to succeed long term you might be able to succeed for five years but long term you have no shot in this business so it's almost like you need to have no vices and just be all in on operating a business yeah, yeah. um so restaurant owners that you know drinking at work and all the stuff you see on bar rescue i don't know how those places survive because this is such an it's a nearly impossible business yeah um 
I don't. I don't know many that up. have been really successful. Again, in my years, I mean, maybe some people have those vices. I, I haven't come across anybody that clearly had those vices. It's been real successful. Mm-hmm. And even like watching the stuff you guys do with ScheduleFly, um, interviewing these other owners, it's uh, you can tell. Like, I mean, these guys are sharp. They're yeah. on it. They're, and it's. Uh, you know, it, restaurants is kind of a weird business where uh, a lot of operators are, um, I don't know, a, a lot of operators have, you know, could always be better. Um, but then some of these operators are like, wow, this guy's a shark. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. And it makes me realize, like, wow, it's not, these guys are out of my league. Um, so, I don't know. It's I mean, it's so hard. But every business is hard. Yeah. But, uh shoot man it's like this is every day I mean I've been doing it every day for going on eight years and it's like never gets easier yeah you just gotta stay just on the grind and like today like I worked last night in Greenville till midnight I was taking care of my dad last week in Virginia so I'm like just tired and struggling but like you know I had to, a lot of stuff to do in Chapel Hill so you just gotta get up and just just keep grinding just every keep single grinding. day yeah and then I walked in and you're sitting here uh, wiping like <laughs> onions off the of tables and well, I wanted to make sure it looked good for when you got here. I even yeah. texted our manager. I'm like, look, yeah, we're, we're filming something cool, so make sure everything looks good. And yeah. I was fixing you, a you're TV. You're doing that. You're doing that all the time, though, man. You're no, hands yeah. on, and I, I know you are. Um, so I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. I've become better at it, but because you can't be in two places at once. But the restaurant owners that aren't there, like I think you've you've had a couple owners you've talked to. Um, who are have taken steps back and are less hands off and they're or less hands on and they're letting yeah. their managers manage and operators operate and they're just behind the scenes and you know I've talked to Scott at Top of the Hill about this. It's like if you're, it's almost like to be successful you have to or to hit a home run you got to be in there all the time. You know I don't I don't know I mean it's uh you should talk to I should hook you up with Marijuana. Um, Marijuan Irani mm-hmm. at Chaipani. Yeah, I, t- I was I was up there several months ago. He's he was in the book, he, and I did I did another podcast with him recently. But you know he they've been a phenomenal dude, such a good guy, great husband, father, businessman, all the stuff we just. I mean, that's awesome, top notch. Like he's you know like I said, there's like five of you. He's he's one of the other. But like he's they're in Asheville, he started there. Uh, they're also in uh, Atlanta, Decatur, and he's looking at. Uh, I don't know if I should say. I'm not sure. But I mean, he's looking at some other cities mm-hmm. in North Carolina and out of North Carolina. And as he said uh, last time I was there, he said, you know, he's not in the restaurants nearly as much anymore. He's out, as he said, quote, building the empire, if you will. Um, I mean, he's uh, he's involved with. Um, Chidi Kumar here and, and uh, at Garland and Raleigh and then two other um, folks that are uh, they have this group called Brown in the South mm-hmm. uh, folks from uh, you know immigrants that are in the South that are kind of fusing food from their like you know his comes from India their culture and Southern food and anyway the point is like I don't know what I don't know how he's figured it out but he's he's got clearly really good people 
working for him because he's not, you know, they're cooking. He's not in the restaurants as much, and they're they're growing that business, and he's doing really well. And he's, I don't know, but you know, he's he's all over the place. That's awesome. Yeah, he's, and that's part of it. Like I don't, you can I don't work, know how he, uh, you know, like I could literally work sixty hours a week and never step foot in either restaurant. Like there's just so much to do. Like I have so many unanswered emails and and texts and, um, you know, balls that I've dropped and stuff I've ignored because I mean, there's only so many hours in the day where I would love to get to all of it. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm sort of jealous of that. Um, maybe I hope to get to that at one, at some point, but I don't know. I kind of like, being in the restaurant, having a personal relationship. And that, yeah. that's a part that sucked about opening a second location. I, mean, I love both locations. People ask me all the time, which location do you like better? I'm like, well, when I'm here, I love it here. And when I'm in Greenville, I love it there. So it's like, it's tough to even answer that question. But um, I like having personal relationships with all of our staff. Yeah. And when it was just one location, it was way easier and the relationships are tighter and the bonds are stronger, but now we have 120 employees, whatever it is. It's hard to know every single person and what they're doing day in and day out. Yeah. But so you just try to care about them as much as you can, but you know, it's just, t- it's tougher as you open up more locations and I, you know, so I'm, I'm jealous of the fact that he's sort of able to do that. And then I, and if you talk to me, probably just, you just have to stop caring about a lot of stuff you cared about before. I mean, what, just, what else you can gotta, you do? Yeah, you got to let go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is so but, hard to do. I mean, that's not that's not the, the right answer. It's just, it's his answer, right? Yeah. Yours is different. So, but yeah, I mean, Scott's had top of the hill there in one place for 20 years now, over 20 years. And I think he he did, if I remember correctly, he had another top of the hill. Yeah, Raleigh. In Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Years ago, and they, he, I don't know how many years they were open, not that long, and he, because, you know, because actually he was in our the first book so I mean man that came out in 2011 and he'd already been closed there for a few years but he said that like he realized after he closed it that you know instead of dividing his energy he was able to pour it all into mm-hmm. that place now but they've expanded like what they do there they yeah, he's taking on more space they have weddings the there all they the time and the post Chapel Hill you know game totally and coaches he, and, shows there and, and it helps his business that he's a uh He's very visible in the community. Yeah. So yeah. if he had twenty top of the hill locations, like he wouldn't it's be different. Yeah. He wouldn't be visible. Yeah. And so, you are too. Yeah, I you try could. to be. But it's hard, you know, you can't be everywhere. Yeah. Um you just kinda do your best. You know, it's things are much easier, I don't know, with one location. More money, more problems. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um but all are good problems to have. Yeah. Um but it definitely makes it tougher because you can't be in two places at once. Yeah. So you got the you got the rooftop open this year. Mm-hmm. What did that do? Like how much? How much more? It, it like doubled our capacity. Oh, and, it doubled. And, it? Yeah, oh. just about doubled it. Um, is it like? Are you out there? I mean, you got heaters and stuff. Are you out there all winter? Is it uh, be, that, based on all sorts of code, you know, you know, state code, you can only cover a certain percentage of the rooftop. But okay. it, it's. It almost operates as a, as a separate restaurant. Um, has a full kitchen in there. Oh, really? Yeah, full kitchen, full bar. Just because we wouldn't be able to cook for as many 
For do you own that location? Do you own the building? We have a uh, a right of first refusal on the property, and we have a thirty year lease. So, okay. um, you know, hopefully at some point we're we're able to uh, to buy it, but maybe not. But you know. We've twenty for, years, yeah. you know, left in our lease, so we'll see. I mean, but that's cool if you're. I mean, you're able to. Yeah, the landlords. A, yeah, I mean, they're clearly supportive. Yeah, I mean, he said to me, he said, uh, "Look, build to the sky. I don't care." You know, yeah. but but we've we've brought a ton of value to his property and his corner, and sure. Um, oh gosh, that thing yeah. was yeah for sure. So uh, you know the whole um, energy of downtown Greenville's our corner, so. Is, are you in? You're in downtown. Yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah. We're we're equivalent to our location here in Chapel Hill, about a hundred really? yards from the university. Okay, okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. Been open, going on eleven years there. So it'll be eleven years in August. Damn. Really? I know. Yeah. Uh, but there's nothing else like here. You, you're you're locked in. Like you're you can't build or. Add or do yeah, much here? No, not not maybe really. That you would, I don't. Maybe you wouldn't need to. I mean, you got a lot of seating out there on the. Yeah, I mean, Chapel Hill's a Chapel Hill's a smaller town than people think it is. Um, you know, when there's a big games going on, it's just madness. Yeah. Um, but you know, summers and winters, I mean, it's slow. Like, the, there's just not a lot of people in town. The students have left. There's a ton of restaurants here on Franklin Street, so that's why you see the turnover. Yeah. I mean, there's a place called Hops Burger Bar, which won Best Burger in America. And they have a location, I think, in Greensboro, which is like won all these awards and it's through the roof and takes three hours to get a table. They opened here and they just closed within a year. Seriously? So, and, and wow. you know, the product's awesome. Um, so it's just, you know, Franklin Street's challenging. I think anyone, I think, shoot, I think even Scott at Top of the Hill will tell you that. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it. Well, you know, it's funny because I remember him telling. He told me this story about how, um, like, not that many years after he opened, somewhere right down here, they opened a, a Michael Jordan Steakhouse. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, yeah. This is, this is Michael Jordan country, and uh, he was like, "Uh oh, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. gonna be a problem." And they didn't last a year either. Like they were, yeah, it's it's, I mean, it's well a, funded and all this stuff. But, yeah. I mean, it's just a, it, it, I mean, it's, it's a challenge, definitely. So, if, you know, because the, the good days are phenomenal, and then the slow days are really slow. Yeah. yeah. And then how do you do that with staff? Like, when you're on a wait from 11 a.m. to, if you have people pouring out of your restaurant from 11 a.m. to 3 a.m., how do you staff that? And then a month later, staff two tables walking in every hour. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's super challenging but makes it exciting. Never a dull moment. Do you spend more time, like how do you allocate time on growing revenue versus efficiencies and cutting costs? Like, Yeah, I mean, I used to, uh, I've, I am probably 90% just grow revenue. I, th- I think sales and revenue solve everything. Yeah. Um, if people come through the door and the money's pouring in the bank account, it solves everything. Yeah. Now there does come a point where, you know, for us, I mean, we last year was challenging, you know, mentally and financially because we're we're under construction at our Greenville location um, for seven months out of the year, so we were under construction, so a 
ton of money's going out with construction. Not a lot of money's coming in because we just didn't have the capacity to, to serve everyone. And, um, and I was spending a ton of time there. Uh, you know, we had some management changes here in Chapel Hill. So, um, at that point it was, you know, I, I enjoyed the challenge of being able to lock in on the business, um, as far as, uh, you know, cutting, how, how can we cut costs, but also improve at the same time. So really honing in on, um, just being a good operator. And whereas before it's, you know, let's drive revenues, you know, let's get as many people as we, we can in through the doors. Let's grow. It's, it's just, you know, let's just move a million miles an hour. Last year and towards the beginning of this year, I really had to, to lock in on being a, an efficient operator. And yeah, we've been able to do that. So, you know, we just had our best June ever here in Chapel Hill and then with the rooftop open and the best bar thing in Greenville, it's just been madness. So, um, we're lucky, but, um, you know, it's definitely challenging. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, you've got, well, you, you just, every time I've been here, your staff's just, it's just a friendly, fun staff. I mean, yeah, you just guys, y'all have the right mixture, whatever it is of just the, the food, the atmosphere, the music, the ambience, the staff. But, I mean, God, I got to tell you, man, like, I just, I'm, com- I'm becoming more and more convinced that especially nowadays, like, I mean, you got to get the basics right, but like, God, it's like the, the staff, yeah. wherever you, it's so huge. Because but, everywhere has good food. I yeah, mean, it's when, like, when, it's when was the last time you ate it up now? When like was it, the last time you ate at a restaurant and you're like, this food, this food sucked? sucked. No, I, I honestly don't even Every remember. Every place like, has good food. Yeah, that's like a, like if you're not, that you're, you're screwed. Like you don't yeah. have, a, you don't yeah. stand a chance. Zero chance. But it's like, we, I just find like, you know, my family, I find that we tend to, I mean, you have to pass that basic test, but it's like, where do, where do we feel welcome? Yeah. Like, where does it feel like they're glad to have us there? Like th- genuinely, like they appreciate, like you said, yeah. like they don't take it for granted. They could go, you know, that like you can, you can feel the sense that like these people really understand what hospitality and services is like. Like they treat you like if you went to their house. Totally. Like, and that's part that's, of the experience, you know. I was that's why some, you're willing to actually pay the money to go out. I mean, you could, yeah. I mean, hell, you could make hot dogs. At sure, I could of course. Whip up hot dogs for my kids any second. But, Definitely. You know, that's just not anywhere close to being the same experience and coming here and having fun. and. Yeah, I mean, and it's, uh, you know, I read something the other day. It's like you either have to, you either have to create an experience or you have to be, uh, a convenience. So if you're stuck in the middle, like yeah. chilies or yeah, uh, Ruby Tuesdays, like you just have no shot because you're neither. You're not convenient. And you're not an experience. So what are you? I mean, you can get food delivered from DoorDash or you know any of those places that send you the food already pre-made. Um, that and that's the I tell you, man. That's that's the thing about scaling and growing it because you you almost have to let go of your brand in a sense then because people I mean like my kids are like sometimes like where do you want to go to eat you know um, let's go to Chili's I'm like no yeah not going there and the crazy part is Chili's has good food like they actually have it's it's actually pretty good I mean it's good everywhere so manufactured and just it's just yeah so it's like uh, 
it just I don't. It, I think you got to be super convenient, like Chipotle or Cabo or one yeah. of these are chopped or uh, Shake Shack or. Yep. Um, yep. Although they're experience driven as well, but for us, we sort of touch on both. You come in here, getting the energy, the college experience. You know, you might see an NBA player that used to play at UNC. The teams in here eating. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and which is just so cool. I mean, it's part of the experience. You get a little bit of the experience, but then also, like, we can crank out food real quick. So if you wanted to come in here for lunch, unless it was like Saturday during the school year, we will get you in and out of here quick. So oh, we touch that, a, yeah. we touch a little bit on a little bit of both. Um, and then in Greenville, you know, you, you come in, you're you're ready to drink, you're ready to hang, you're ready to uh, just have an all an awesome all around sort of college fun time so it's like you got to either be convenient or you got to create an experience yeah so yeah which is what everyone's done in those restaurants that have been i've watched on you know all the videos you guys have done in podcasts like yeah those guys just create cool experiences yep yep and the product's good but it's good everywhere so yeah that's a good point i gotta say i do like chipotle yeah heck yeah Okay, yeah, my got, daughter's favorite restaurant. Yeah, my kids, my kid, I got like we always have three, so it's always like somebody's gonna be pissed. Like I don't want to go to that, but, you know. Yeah, like, sorry, you're outvoted. They all like Chipotle, which is good. Like that works out well. We can all, all five of us can eat Chipotle, but I think they do a good job. And I have to, I have to give them credit. I mean, they went through that thing a couple years yeah. ago. With the, I was like, dude, they're they're done, and they and their they restaurants were empty and, for a long time. Yeah, man, I didn't go to one for a while. I was like. Mm. Yeah, like, but now their stock price is higher than ever. I so. know that would have been a good time to buy. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but it's a, you kind of just have to, and they sort of stuck with who they were, and that's yes. you know that's kind of what we've done. You know, it's like you know it, a lot of people are like, oh, you don't have anything healthy. Or it's like, well, we're going to stick to what we do, yes, which is specialty hot dogs, specialty burgers, cheese fries, cheesy tots, beer, liquor, the whole thing. Um, so I, I think it would be a disservice to our customers if we started serving I don't know salmon or I'm trying to think of something healthy oh hell yeah <laughs> no for sure I mean you, those are the best brands yeah. you draw a line in the sand and you keep it simple and you just you know yeah I mean the more clear about it you are the more that you're going to attract you're going to attract people that are looking for that that are going to want to attach themselves to it and be really loyal and repel yeah. the people that don't like that's good though like you know you don't totally. want to be like try to make everybody happy I mean and, 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 and go brand, to those places with 50 pages of you're like what, yeah. what is this like and brand is everything I mean yeah. you guys know I mean that's yeah. why we're doing this right podcast like yeah. Yeah. you're developing your brand yeah and that's what we do it's like I think I think too many restaurants in my opinion are too focused on I don't know not focused enough on building their brand and more focused about how, how can we not pay, how can we not give Johnny a 50 cent raise? Totally agree. So instead, so totally inst- focus on your brand and bringing yeah. people through the doors and then pay people and, you know, hopefully it all works out. Yeah. And maybe it won't. I don't know. But yeah, that's kind of what we do. Well, look, it's, I mean, you've, gosh, I mean, you've proven that, you know, everybody gets, everybody's, people are more and more into, being health conscious and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff and you're serving hot dogs and yeah. sw- you know liquor yeah. drinks yeah and, exactly I mean, but people want that and they and the, the key is yeah. like if I want to go out and just have a good time or have like that's where you know you want them to be 
here versus totally. wherever else. And th- but we're pretty conscious. Like our uh, thanks. Well, you got all that stuff that's you you're doing it in house and and then you know, and this was my little brother was smart when he when he when he sort of created our menu. Like, I mean, our, it might not seem like it, but our food's pretty female friendly. Like young female. Like so when you are going to eat a, our hot dog, it's like thin. It's yeah, not yeah, like that yeah. big giant. Right. hot dog you get at the ballpark it's not like a big this big giant thick patted hamburger it's yeah. easy to eat yeah for when you're drinking and hanging out and sharing the fries are like almost like mcdonald's it's easy to eat and and hang and talk and then go out maybe go see a movie so it's i don't know it's uh i don't know everything we do i try to sort of gear towards that um but it's uh yeah i mean you can uh made me think of uh, when I went and saw the the CEO of Krispy Kreme speak one time and he said uh, because people give him that same argument like what can I get that's healthy here and he had an awesome line he said look um, there's physical health and then there's emotional health yeah we're here for your emotional health right? right get a box of donuts get some hot dogs cheese fries take a shot you know for a lot of people it's uh you know it's good for your emotional health being able to hang well look yeah so they're not in the they're not in the the health food mm-hmm. business and if they tried to be they would screw up their brand and water it down or whatever they're yeah. like here's what we are we know what we are. they've always been that but you know what man like dude if you you wake up on a Saturday morning and you want you want some donuts like that's where you're oh you're heck yeah cream man and yeah you eat a lot of them too like, oh yeah because you're eating Healthy food all week. You're like, yeah. This, yeah, I know, right? You need you need a <laughs> six glazed donuts. <laughs> I mean nothing better, right? Yeah, it's uh Yeah, I always love that line. So people there's nothing healthy here. I'm like, look, we're here for your emotional health. Well look, hey man, people are you know, a lot of the health food stuff is rational thing, but people people are emotional. Like mm-hmm. you gotta appeal to I believe that. I, I was just literally talking to a buddy of mine between the last interview and this one we were texting back and forth and he's uh he's trying to build a he's working on building a brand and uh and uh in financial services and i was like dude you like it's all i just think it's all emotional like you got to appeal to people emotionally you, you don't facts and being rational all that it's just not it, it might sound like if you're smart, you go, okay, well, these facts don't matter, man. Mm. It's like get people emotionally dialed into your brand and what you're doing. That's powerful. That's hard to do, but it's, if you do it, it's just a powerful connection that you build. And I just think people are, we're, uh, we want to be seen as calm and rational and mm-hmm. thoughtful and intelligent in our choices. But the fact of the matter is most people are irrational. They make emotional decisions and then they yeah. post rationalize or whatever. Like, I believe that passionately. Sure. I really yeah, do. Definitely. I've always felt like that with our business. Like, it, I, I can't, like, I just got to connect with people on, on some emotional level. I mean, I have a schedule, you know, we have a scheduling software, like, right. Uh, but somehow I think we do a decent job of. Oh, heck yeah. Getting like with the hats or whatever it is. Like, I just believe that. I think that's why you build a following for your brand and a, a loyal base of people that want to be a part of what you're doing. They don't even always know why. They just know that they feel good about it. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. No, I, I, 100%. That's sort of second-level thinking where, you know, a lot of operators are, you know, let's serve good food and keep our costs low, but they're not thinking, 
about emotional connections and um, and building these long-lasting relationships, you know. And, and I like to think, well, if uh, and that's where social media is so powerful. Like, I mean, if you go in our direct messages, I mean, I'm every day I'm talking with people and liking comments and just building a connection with everyone. Um, yes. So if somebody's, if you're lucky enough where somebody can takes a picture of your food or takes a selfie in your business and posts it anywhere, like you should be liking it. You should be making a connection with them. You should be making them feel important. You know, put the freaking heart eyes emoji on some girl who's taking a selfie. You know, it builds yes. a connection with her. Yes. So when she's walking up and down Franklin Street, okay, where are we going to go eat? You know, let's go to Sup Dogs. She's going to suggest that to her friends because she has a connection with us. Dude, it's it's almost like freaking like good like what good politicians do. Like mm-hmm. they go and they work the crowd and they they're it's like they're building this con- like one person at a time. They get that one person at a time. Like yeah. each one is only one, but they just. It, it accrues in some weird yeah. way and it's like yeah, you you're can't right. measure and, it, and it all can't. of a sudden you've got this like I, I met John McCain once mm-hmm. like years ago we were at some some parade or something in South Carolina when my wife grew up I didn't even know much about him the dude shook my hand and said hello and then five minutes later we were and we were leaving and he, and he looked over and he goes by will and I was like holy shit like damn dude, dude, what that yeah dude. that's crazy I mean I, I didn't become like I, I didn't become like some big it, but that resonated like nothing oh, else. Yeah. Like I remember that. Like it just it it was they know what they're doing. Like that yeah. just and then you, like I said, you don't really even know why. You just got just like that per like it's the same thing with like and what he has you're to, doing and, on social media. But he media. has to care. So and you know he does. Yeah, he care. does. Yeah, yeah. So even even in even with us, it's like I mean I am incredibly appreciative. I think it's just there's nothing cooler than like somebody. I mean I think it's a miracle that someone walks into a business that I own, my family owns, orders our food, eats it, enjoys it, and takes a photo of themselves laughing or smiling or having a good time. Like to me, that's just unbelievable that that even, that whole experience even occurs. It's crazy. So I'm celebrating the moments and I'm just totally appreciative of that. And, uh, so I spend just countless time, uh, interacting with people that, uh, you know, are, appreciative of our brand and come into our restaurant. I love so, it, man. It's, uh, look, it's, I think that's where most restaurant owners are asleep at the wheels, the, the social media stuff. And if I you don't know about it, you got to learn it. Like Just like all this podcast stuff. Like You didn't know about this like five years ago. You just <laughs> learn it, right? <laughs> no. You just got to no. literally, just like you learn food costs and recipes and all this other stuff, Like you got to learn Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and it's where Facebook. people are. I mean, it's it, it it is. It's such a god. It's like this free freaking tool that you yeah. can just. It's amazing the reach yeah. you have with that. It's incredible. I mean, you've got twenty some odd thousand people that are at your fingertips. Like, yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it's phenomenal. By the way, how cool is that? Like, we're. I didn't even know that somebody brought everybody yeah. while we're sitting there. They're even checking on us during the podcast. Yeah, that's Man, Hannah. That. Hannah's awesome. We're lucky. She's. She's been with us for over four years, and and she, you know, she's which one, Hannah? In the first uh, or second? First one. Okay. And yeah, she, she uh, me I mean, she's both. Really nice. Yeah, and she, you know, I don't think she'd ever work in a restaurant. So, and to me, th- those can almost make the best employees. People have no experience, and you can kind of mold them into because yeah. uh, you could teach anyone any job. I mean, I learned the restaurant 
business, like just being in here. So anyone can learn it. And then you're able to bring them in and become a good part of your culture. And she's incredibly hardworking. So yeah, it's awesome. Do you, um, and look, speaking of branding, look, Maddie's holding the schedule fly hat. She's about to put it on. Yeah. Yeah, man. Love it. Perfect for branding, right? Yes. And you know, I guarantee you she's going to take it, take one of those hats, post a selfie on her Instagram, tag you guy. I mean, it's like, that's awesome. It's awesome. I need to get, man, I really wish I had more of those socks. Did I do, you asked me about the yeah, socks, didn't you? Our staff loves the socks. Did you? Did those you, are so cool. They're freaking, they're out of Wilmington. Did are those expensive? They look expensive. I don't know. I, you know, I think we may get a friends and family raid. Cool. Because Wes cool. knows them. Um, I don't know. But check, did I give you their, their info? You did. Call it's, them, it's man. On my, it's on my list of stuff like, I got to do. Dude, some socks that say sup. Like, so oh cool. Oh, my God. Right? Those tube socks are popular as hell now. I know. Um, somebody in a Mofu shop in Raleigh, uh, she told me yesterday. I, I texted her just like, hey, what's up? And uh, Sophia Wu. And uh, she's like, yeah, I was just thinking about y'all, believe it or not. And, and uh, she said, dude, those socks you send are like, the staff loves them. They're you know, like, they're just they're, yeah. Like, where'd you get them? <laughs> and yeah, I've had I've had I've sent their name to a bunch of people now. They're really cool. Um, but uh, so, um, did you find yourself like, how much of your time do you spend a lot of time? Like, I know you get to know your staff well, but do you have to? <sighs> spend time like balancing being a a friend but also a manager and like yeah i mean i think i just uh i think uh i just try to treat them better than they've ever been treated at a restaurant or any other business they've worked in yeah and then if they don't do the right thing and then it's time to drop the hammer um, like, you know, I, I got on, we had two managers in Greenville. There's an issue that came up the other day and, um, you know, I, I think it's important to just be overly kind and overly supportive and, and, uh, and just, I'm just all in on culture. But when the time comes to, if someone's not, um, doing the right thing or for either following the rules or bad for culture then you just really gotta get firm so I think if you flip that switch very few and far if if you flip that switch um, very few times throughout the year I think it's incredibly effective because people are like whoa Um, but there's a lot of restaurant owners who are just hard asses and yelling and screaming and yelling that's not me so when I have a firm conversation it's uh, I think it goes a long way um it has weight. Yeah. But I just, uh, restaurant business is weird. You just really start to care. And you're, you're just spending so much time with, with these people. And like, especially on your busy days, you almost feel like you're going through like a, just a battle with them. Um, when things are busy, it's just like the ultimate teamwork and, and uh, class and communication between front of the house, back of the house. And everyone's just working incredibly hard. Yeah. So you develop a, a a different bond. I think that's like almost every restaurant's like that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's definitely you definitely need to, especially business owners. You gotta 
there has to be a line, you know what I mean, where you can't be too close. You can be close, but not too close. Yeah. Um, because when it's time to really, you know, have to discipline somebody, like, uh, I think there has to be some weight there, uh, rather than, oh, it's just my buddy, who cares? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's a, that's a tough part about the business, too, because you grow to care. I mean, there's a lot of, I've fired people that I've cared about. Yeah. You know? I mean, I've, there was a manager here um, who I cared about a lot, and I caught him stealing from us, and um, I called the police, and, you know, I think he's going to be arrested. Like, that's the part of the business no, no one wants to talk about or likes to talk about, but what do I do as a business owner? Do I just I have to set an example? And I cared about this guy, and he worked hard for us a long time, but I mean, he was stealing a lot of stuff from us, so... It's a tough part about the business. There's a lot of tough parts, and that's definitely one of them. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. People ask me all the time, how do you stop people from stealing from you? It's like, well, I don't know. I feel like, you know, places like Target have every sophisticated inventory tracking system in the world, and I'm 100% their employees are stealing from them. Yeah. I think all you can do is just try to make sure everyone makes enough money where they don't feel entitled to steal something and it, and if you do catch them they got to be held accountable so how'd you catch them uh you know there's checks and balances on the registers and then you just look on the camera we have every inch on camera so why people do that well I'm especially sure. when you're paid well i don't know yeah. paid well and treated well and yeah, Some it's tough. Like if you're like the guy that's like yelling and bitching all the time, and me and you might be like, screw yeah. this guy. I'm not, but. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's a tough part about the business. People are. I've talked to a lot of restaurants. Like, there's a. I don't want to say who it is, but there's a restaurant he owns. Like, it's got like 30 locations. And he's just. You know, that's a tough part about the job. He's like, man, the theft in restaurants is crazy. Yeah. But then it's like, I've heard some stuff. It's like, well, if you're not. Even if someone's not stealing physical product or money, then they're stealing time by yeah. showing up late and not working hard. So I think you just have to really pay people well or as much as you can and then really appreciate their hard work and treat them as good as you can possibly treat them. And if they still steal from you, then you've got to hold them accountable. You know, there's... um. I really like the way you look at things because, like, you could – okay, like, people showing up, like, you're scheduled to get here at 10 and you show up at 9.50 and clock and that's 10 extra minutes. But you don't seem to get down into those those details because, like you said, you're more focused on really trying to grow revenue mm-hmm. and focusing on bigger stuff. That stuff, man, like, I just believe that so much in business. Like, the immeasurable stuff – like, you can measure things like that. Like, oh, if I reduce this cost, or, you know, I can show. But the things you can't measure, to me, sometimes are the most important things, right? Like, mm-hmm. the emotional connection you build with customers, the the stuff you do on social. Like, how do yeah. you can't measure that? Like, you can you know how many followers you have. Mm-hmm. Do they watch? Do they look at the... Like, there's so many things about you can't measure, but you just yeah. know that somehow it just feels right, right. to yeah. do these things. That stuff, man, I think, it, I guess it's to your point about you think a lot of owners are sort of missing the boat with social mm-hmm. media 
the, the, the immeasurable stuff that's like more common sense, emotionally connected type stuff that you cannot measure, you can't put a value on. Dude, I think that's like such a big part of business. Restaurants, yeah. or any bit, like it's, it's, it's just. I think you can't be obsessed with money. You yeah. You know what I mean? That's like right. you can't. Uh, if that money needs to be the byproduct. Yeah. It can't be the focus. If it's the focus, you're going to miss out on the bigger picture. Like you said, like the second second level thinking. I agree. If you're not focused on that and you're focused on the other stuff. The money will follow. That's the byproduct. Of and, I, and I felt the same way. And people are like, oh, it's easy for you to say because you're the busiest place or whatever. But, like, I felt the same way when... Yeah, but there's a reason you became the <laughs> When I was making no money and my wife was working on a Friday night till 4 in the morning because we needed the $150 in tips, like, I still felt the same way. Yeah. Like, um, you just, you can't, if you're obsessed with, every penny it's like it's gonna be impossible to grow the staff's gonna feel that it's ultimately gonna affect culture and once the culture's affected it's ultimately the customer's gonna feel that so you gotta i mean money is obviously you gotta make enough to be comfortable and to pay your bills but i don't know i think money needs to be like uh almost like how you keep score and not something you're obsessed with watching your bank account grow yeah, yeah. at the detriment of not giving Johnny an extra 25 cents because you know I want to make more I got to maximize profit yeah so but part of me sometimes trust me wishes I was more like that because then I'd probably have way more money I don't know <laughs> you know what I mean I don't know it's a balance yeah. man I think you're I think Brad I think you're um, I think you have good intuition man I think it's Stick with stick with it. it. It you can always get too too far down that rabbit hole. Yeah, I'm sure. And but then no one wants to work for you. Then and nobody wants. To, yeah, and then you, like uh, there was this place I used to go to in Charlotte. I won't say who they are, but like it was like a local place, like I like coffee shop. I like yeah. to you know move around during the day and drink coffee and work somewhere. <clears throat> and uh, some guy that had made a bunch of money he sold a restaurant chain he made all this money and he comes in and he goes to this place and he buys it and they had a few locations but it was like really this cool vibe and this cool atmosphere and like I'd go in they give you this big like ceramic mug of coffee it's like if you get a small it's like a lot then you get free all this kind of stuff so I was like this freaking place is awesome yeah then all of a sudden you go in there one day and they don't have the mugs anymore they got paper cups yeah they got you know you can't get it you know the refills like a dollar whatever and it's like dude you just destroyed like this yeah, experience the, yeah like, the character of it yes because i'm sure i'm like this is kind of what i was getting to they they reduced a measurable cost mm-hmm. okay it used to cost us this amount for our dishwasher to wash all these but whatever it was and these cups are a lot and here's how much we're saving yeah yeah I don't go anymore. Like, and I guarantee you there's other, like the people yeah. that were like the core that like really appreciated that, this, the intangible stuff, like see, I guarantee probably, they don't go there anymore. See, why and, not just keep the same experience and then raise the price? I think people Sure, I wouldn't, pay, I wouldn't even, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know. You no, wouldn't I wouldn't care. even pay attention. I'm Anytime like, we've ever raised our prices, nobody, there's yeah. not one person that even knows or cares. As long as, the, as like long as the value's there and the product's good yeah. and I mean, you're, you're delivering the same I experience. I would actually if they had said, yeah. hey ma'am, 
we're gonna we got to raise our prices 25 cents yeah what do you think sure dude like yeah i like it here okay yeah, exactly but but the sudden like cost cutting you're like yeah well what's special about it now it's like they're clearly focused on that not like making the experience better you know yeah i mean i think it's all about uh you know, I think the formula is, and I don't know, but like, I think the formula is developing a brand, driving the volume because people, number one mistake I think in restaurants, people really underestimate the amount of volume you have to do to make any money. Yeah. So develop a brand, make sure the product's decent, develop a brand, drive volume, and then once you drive volume, then you can kind of hone in on costs. Yeah. Um, but not become obsessed with them. That's a good formula, so, man. That's a good formula. But it's uh, but it's hard, you know. Like I was telling you, you know, I'm getting all this stuff from community and health department about paper straws and all this stuff. And what people understand is like, you know, restaurant owners are just trying to keep people employed. Yeah. Um, pay as pay your staff as much as you can possibly pay them, and hopefully there's some money left over. Yeah. Like it's not, so I don't know. It's so some things are tough. Um, so you can't lose focus of trying to make money. That's for sure. Yeah. Cause that's why we're doing it. Like I'd, ra- I'd rather be, I, I think another thing, I think a lot of restaurants would rather be busy and not make money. Like I would rather just close. If we're busy and not making money, that's the ultimate nightmare. Right. Because right? you're <laughs> yeah, your work. ass off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nightmare. Like, so, yeah, the money thing's weird. I always wonder that, like how, I know, I, I always wonder other restaurant owners, like how much are they putting in their bank account? How much are they saving? How much are they leaving to the business? I always wonder. You should do some videos on that. I would like to, uh, if people would really open up to you. Yeah. Um, Find me someone that's going to do Right. <laughs> Probably next to nobody. But I always wonder that, you know? Like, yeah. Because that's another part of the business. It's like, how much do you invest back into the business? How much do you, you know, take out? And I don't know. That's a whole other thing. You know, I've always like, I don't know how to do it. And I don't know if it would even be something that people would really want to be a part of, but... I've always thought like we've got like all these wait recording is disabled while your GoPro cools it holy cow it says my camera's too hot gone on too long huh wow it says it's still recording oh the battery's low well alright we'll wrap this up soon um I may not have the audio or the video for that part um but anyway like I feel like there's like I wish there's a way that we could connect restaurant owners around our footprint that want to learn from each stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, hey man, like, how much are you guys? You know what I mean? Like, I wish there was some way we could have like a forum or some way to. That's awesome, but but then it's a, it's such a competitive. It, people don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and restaurant, like, I mean, I remember when we opened up here in Chapel Hill. There's a restaurant. They're not open anymore. There's a restaurant right down the street that was writing fake Yelp reviews about us. Yeah, that's true. I had a I different. You, I had a different manager come to me from a restaurant still open here, so I'm not going to call him out. But they, the manager came in and said, uh, 
hey man, I just I just quit my job, but I want you to know that the owner was forcing me to write fake Yelp reviews about you guys. It's fucking ridiculous, right? So I think it's just such a uh, it's cutthroat cutthroat dude. business that you might have a hard time getting restaurant owners. You'd have it have to be like. You have to get people like you'd Scott, like, people that are like really people. Yeah, and it have to be like from from all over. Yeah. Like that's true. Can't be somebody like somebody in Asheville. Somebody sure. like you'd have to just be spread around. I don't know. I, that's why this is always time I think about this. I'm always yeah. like, yeah, but it, I don't know. So it's a, it's such a tough business, and people are always worried. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's very competitive. We thought about it's doing a good like thought a, though. We were uh, going to do like a like an anonymous survey. To find out, like, ask people, like, you know, how much do you, what's your turnover rate? How much mm-hmm. do you pay for a busser? Like, just make it anonymous and stuff like that. But we, we we decided not to because some of those reasons. And I don't think people would just. Yeah, I mean, I did when I got in the business. I, I didn't want to be responsible for that. Yeah, and I didn't know. I just Googled it and I just asked. <laughs> I just yeah. asked, hey, how does this, you know, someone that's worked for a chain. I'm like, what do they pay you? Yeah. You know, I've, that's how I've gotten some of our best employees. You know, they work, they're working for some chain at eight fifty an hour, haven't gotten a raise in two years. I'm like, I'll pay you nine fifty. Like, okay, let's go. <laughs> and this guy's a beast in the kitchen. Well, that's one thing that's probably a lot easier for you to do is develop, recognize, and develop talent like that. Like at a chain, it's mm-hmm. they don't care. I mean, yeah. if, or they're just just you know, they may get some, but. Yeah, they're not as focused on that. That's not the primary driver. But um, chains are, you know, chains are machines. They they crank out really good food, and they're able to duplicate it. And it's well, I think they got a lot of good qualities as well. They do. I mean, look, if you, I mean, if it's a formula that you can replicate and do, you know, but I do think like also think like what you were talking about earlier. With experience, like, I mean, you got to think, like, like how many people are going to be, how many human beings are going to be employed in a McDonald's in 10 years? Mm-hmm. One? I yeah. mean, like, everything's going to be... Automated. Yeah. So, like, okay, if I want just something fast and real freaking cheap, mm-hmm. okay. But when you want that, there's options. But yeah. then the other end of that's got to be, like, but when I want to go somewhere and just have a good time and yeah. have fun, and then it's... It's got to be people. I like, know. It's got to be good people. Like there's and just nothing tough. that replaces like, I, people. Like I know. And and I, I wish, I wish this business wasn't so labor intensive. I mean yeah. to to run a, I mean for us to run a busy shift, you got to run, you know, fourteen people at a time. Like, and that's hard. Yeah. Just to make sure they all show up on time and following the rules and getting along and communicating and doing their job like and that's intense it's intense but i think that the every day that becomes even more valuable like the more mm-hmm. we move to automation and ai and machines and everything yeah. like in one area then on the other side of that like if you can get that that dance that performance yeah. right then it's like totally people are the game because Definitely. We're always like, as a human being, you you always want like you're looking again for that experience, something that's emotional, and that cannot be, that it's impossible to, yeah. to create that 
totally through agree. Any kind of like technology, it's got to be through people. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, imagine going to Starbucks and you know, yeah, it's like difference between Starbucks and, then and like, a Keurig, and then like <laughs> an automated thing comes yeah. down and does your yeah, thing and hands just, it to you. Like, yeah, no way. Like you're right. nah, won't work. Yeah, it's uh, you know, people. It's just our everything. If anyone can serve a hot dog, anyone can serve a beer. It just comes down to people, yep. 110%. Yep. And I think, I know, I think restaurant owners undervalue their staff big time. Um, and they, I think a lot of restaurant owners try to use that, uh, oh, you can be replaced. I don't, I don't feel that way about any of our staff members. I'm like, if I had to, I could replace you, sure. But like... Our key staff members are just, to me, I just—they're irreplaceable. Yeah, that's how you look at them. You don't have the right freaking people. Right, yourself. I know. <laughs> but a lot, but a lot of managers and owners try to drive that into people. Oh, I could replace you. You know, this is a college town. Oh, that's I, like you know, a right. I could replace you in that's five like a seconds. Fear, fear tactic, like yeah. I don't feel. I feel the opposite. You know, like I feel like we could, but it's going to be really hard for our key employees. Well, you're doing. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, this is a. Uh, there's like two primary emotions, right? Like fear and love. Mm-hmm. If you're operating out of love, you look at things one way. If you're operating out of fear, you're looking at it that way. Like, yeah. I can replace. It's, it's just, look, man, that's just, I guess that's how some people operate. I don't get that, but uh, that's how some people operate. But I but can't look, imagine that's a sustainable way to. But I also have sympathy for the restaurant owners who are, because this is a hard job. Because, you know, you, like you still have problems at home and issues at home. Yeah. And then when you come in the restaurant, like that's a hard part of the job that people don't even think about. Like on, a, you know, I remember my daughter had her first fever, and it's the end of the world for my wife, and <laughs> yeah. I'm freaking out, and she's freaking out, and but I got to go in the restaurant, and yeah, you know, staff's looking at me to create that energy and that vibe, and customers want to talk to you, and you got to have a smile on your face, and always have these positive interactions. Meanwhile. My wife's texting me, freaking out. I'm freaking out. Like it's that's like, tough. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so, if you have major problems at home, and then you come in in the restaurant, you got to be able to shut that off, and that's hard. Not only do you have to shut it off, so does every single one of those 14 I know. staff members. I know, and that's really hard. That's hard. Because if one, if just one of them can't, I know that's pervasive, worst. right? Like yeah. that shit spreads. It's it the just worst. it just upsets the chemistry of the whole flow of the everything that's going on that night I, if somebody I, comes in like with a yeah I mean anytime I interview a new employee I, I say you know have you ever worked with somebody that like you're like oh shit I gotta work with uh, Johnny today like I try to avoid those people at all costs yeah so I'd rather have someone who's a worse cook a worse server a worse bartender I'd rather have someone who's way worse at their job but nice yeah yeah than someone who's amazing cook or an amazing bartender but an asshole yeah. like because if you're nice, you know we could find some, we could find something sure. to do. If you're, it, if you're it, a, a part of our culture, we could find something. Again, to do. that's immeasurable shit, but it's it's yeah. so it spreads like yeah. one bad mood. It's like it just mm-hmm. it may not make everybody else in a bad mood, but it doesn't yeah. elevate them. It kind of gets them a little flat, and then it's just and then ultimately the, the customer picks up on that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So, but look, and another thing is everyone's allowed to have a bad day. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but it's, that's, 
Look, you guys got to get it. I was talking to uh, this was I was talking to um, John O'Morrisano. He owns the Gray down in Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Really good place. I mean, just phenomenal. Um, but he was telling me he's like, you know, what's so crazy is like we can have like the best night ever. Like we just nail it, get everything right. Customers are happy. The t- staff's happy. The food was great. The service, like, boom. Celebrate for a minute, then you wake up the next day and nobody gives a shit. Like, who cares what happened yesterday? Do it again today. Like, but the good part about that is the days that are a disaster, and we have a handful of them. Yeah, where you're understaffed. Right. Everyone's pissed off. <laughs> Customers are pissed. <laughs> Food's taking forty-five minutes. Servers aren't getting tipped because the kitchen's backed up. But it's ultimately my fault or general manager's fault because we didn't staff enough. Yeah. Total disaster of a day. That day's going to end, and you're able to start over the next day. And uh, thanks, Hannah. Thanks, Hannah. Um, we were able were able to just that day's reset. gone. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, you're All like right. a defensive back. You know, you yeah. get burned for a <laughs> touchdown. You know what? You got to come back the next day and make, an make the play. I think. I mean, we have bad days. Luckily, our we used to have a lot more bad days, than, and a lot of them are due to just growing, like yeah. not having enough staff on and too many customers. So, luckily, our bad days are few and far between. But just know, you know, it's usually the owner or manager's fault <laughs> for not <laughs> scheduling correctly. You know, that's part of the reason why I was working till midnight last night. Underestimate how busy we're going to be, and I'm in there making drinks and running food. And oh, in, in Greenville, yeah, last night. So yeah, the Trump rally. So Trump rally, and I didn't even know it was National <laughs> Hot Dog <laughs> Day. <laughs> I said, I get a tweet, you know, where else would I spend national hot dog day than at sup dogs? I'm like, Oh shit. So I texted our manager. I look at our Chapel Hill schedule. I text our managers. I'm like, it's national hot dog day. <laughs> then the news crews are showing up talking about <laughs> national hot dog day. I'm like, shit. you know, <laughs> yeah. you know we, I think we're understaffed and, Oh man, it's a fun part, but everything worked out. So awesome. Yeah. Um, Dude, this is it's been fun, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I always I, I love, love everything you guys do. Like I said, I, t- I say this every time we have a conversation, but when I first started in this business, and I didn't know anything about restaurants. I literally bought your first book and was just reading about how do other successful restaurant owners act and operate and think, and I'm going to copy that. God, it's so different too, isn't it? That's what I, I thought yeah. like I was going to get like this formula like okay here's 20 owners here's three things they all do yeah Ooh. everybody does so differently but you learn something from everybody yeah i mean you really can learn something from everybody you talk to in any interaction anytime you do anything in life like whatever it is but you go out and like everybody every one of y'all I talk to I, there's something at least one thing if not many i take never thought that's a really freaking mm-hmm. cool way of looking at things like wow that's that applies not just to restaurants or whatever but those videos you guys do i mean if if someone is thinking about opening a restaurant or just opened a restaurant i would say watch all those videos yeah those are cool watch all those operators and what they're doing day in and day out in their stories you can learn a lot yeah you really can you really can it's amazing so i love being able to do it yeah anytime i can have a conversation with you and look schedule fly help legitimize our business it wasn't that long ago we were tacking excel spreadsheets to the door and (laughs) 
Oh, I said I was going to switch shifts with Brian, oh, but he all that I was dealing with that shit for a long time. Mm. Till some girl was like, "We should use Schedulefly." I'm like, "What? What's that?" <laughs> and then my wife's like, "Have you called Schedulefly yet?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> so I said, "You know, I, I get stuck in a box doing your dumb Excel spreadsheet." <laughs> so I find like, "Can we start Schedulefly, please?" So it's helped a lot. Just good our efficiency. Good. So it's well worth, you know, the money. What, what else did you did you read our but did you like did you read a lot of books? No, I I, I uh, just did a, did a lot of googling, but yeah. the main thing I did was uh, just ask a lot of questions yeah. to everyone, yeah. anyone. Yeah, I can remember the first time I met Scott, I asked him a thousand questions, like, yeah. and I asked, I would talk to anyone, nightclub owners, food distributors, yeah, beer distribut, like, just ask every stupid question. How's to learn? You could have written your own book. <laughs> you yeah, <could've>. exactly. <laughs> just all the dumb. That's all I did. Just ask a bunch of questions. Yeah, true. And then put in the book. All the dumb questions you have, just ask them all, and eventually you'll get the answers, and yeah. then sort of mold them to what you do. Did you read? Um, have you ever read Setting the Table? No, I've heard of it though. Danny Meyer. He, he's Shake yeah. Shack and like yeah. a Union Hospitality Group. Those guys are. I went to one of his restaurants in L.A. visiting my brother-in-law. A couple like a month ago so freaking good I was just in in awe of how the op- restaurant operated and food quality the, the cocktails and it's just I, I think you should read his book I said I you should. should I shouldn't tell you what you should do you might like it really it's dude, I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed that have read that book and they they deploy like really some of what I mean you do a lot of what he talks about naturally like you're mm-hmm. already doing it so if anything, I think you would just really relate to it. May reinforce some stuff, but it's a good, it's a great. I mean, it's it's a great book. Shake Shack's um, awesome, dude. There, I gotta tell you, man. Like, we had one open near our house, mm-hmm. and uh, my this was like a couple months ago. My daughter was like, oh, I want to go to Shake Shack, and of course, the first time we went over there was when it's like the first week, and there's lines out the door. Yeah. And so I was like, we're not, I'm, I'm not doing that. Like, I mean, it's gonna be there, you know. Oh yeah. So we just so we waited. And we I gotta tell you, man. It's they. It's really good, but clearly they ha- again. It's they figured out something about marketing and branding that mm-hmm. really works. Because, dude, the one that opened near our house is literally. I mean, it's from here to Walgreens over there from from a Five Guys. Yeah, like on the same strip in this little like it's not even across the street. It's just four door fronts down or yeah, something. And you have no desire to eat at Five Guys. Well, no, I'm saying like. They opened right there, and the the Five Guys um, and the Shake Shack. To me, if I were blind taste mm-hmm. testing, I don't know that I'd know yeah, much of yeah. the difference, right? Yeah, both are both the but food's great. Both are places. Like, shake Shack, Shake Shack, Shake Shack. Ah, I think it's, it's like, the brand, it's the atmosphere. Something. I mean, you go in there. There's an energy to it. It's clean. It's sleek. Yeah. Um, it feels upscale, but you're not spending a lot of money. Um, it's easy to enjoy with a group. Yeah. So it's definitely the experience. But then the food's good. Yeah. But it's not that good. It's like, not. I mean, it's good, but it's yeah. burgers How aren't good that big. I mean, actually, the we got our... I was like, really? Man, that's a lot of money we just spent for these damn yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. That burger wasn't that big, but, you know, yeah. it was, I mean, it was good. Yeah. But I got... I tell you, man, it's like... But that's it. It's like, you nailed it. It's There's something... you. I don't know how they figure that out, man. See, it's I, like a, some alchemy of like... Yeah. See, I've thought about doing that with our brand. Like, 
you know, what if we ran a Shake Shack style and didn't do table service and just cranked it out Shake Shack style, except take that energy to a whole nother level. Yeah. Um, mix in some liquor, some specialty drinks, crank out hot dogs, hamburgers, that sort of thing. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that down the road. But every time I go into Shake Shack, I, I always have a good experience, and then I just like to watch their kitchen operate. Yeah. They got the kitchen down. What you guys yeah. have down, though, is this. Them, like, yeah. They're out here. They're, I mean, that's having I, fun. It's all yes. about fun and energy. Look, she, does she have her fly hat on? I think she does. Yeah, she does. Right there. You know, what's her name? Uh, Maddie. 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 Yes. Oh, she's got her y'all hat on. I like it. Is this I camera get... recording or no? No, man. It stopped recording. Dang. No, but you know what we'll do is uh, we, we we can get a... I want to get like a little uh, no, he likes it. iPhone video. No, I freaking love it, man. You should post, take a selfie, tag schedule fly. What's that? Do it however you want. No. no. I can't get away with the flat bill. I I, I Look like a skater girl. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. See, I mean, look, it's all about branding. Hey, t- give it, look, here, the f- yeah, give her the mic. Let's uh, give her the headphones. Uh, do I need yeah. the head- with the hat on? Huh? The yeah, hat. with the hat on. That's cool. We're gonna we're gonna rap for a second. <laughs> yeah, just about. I want you to tell me about uh, tell me about sup dogs. Oh How long gosh. have you been here, Maddie? I've been here since October. Since October? Not that long. It feels it feels longer for sure. Almost a year now. Almost a year. That's so, right. So, what's cool about soft dogs? Oh my gosh! Everything—the food, the people, um, definitely the late night crowd. The late night crowd's awesome. I love I love doing what I do. You know, I love talking with everybody here. I love working with everybody here. I love eating the food for sure. <laughs> and I love meeting people like you. Yeah, it's y'all. Yeah. Are, y'all got a fun. Uh, I'm gonna get Brett to take a. Uh, hold on one sec. Let's see here. Let's get him to do. Do I look like a skater girl? Huh? I look like a skater girl. Yeah. You should have seen me in middle school. Were you a skater girl? Yeah. Did you have on a pair of Vans? No, I did. They they were like the, like, you know, like the big chunky, like, skater Mm -hmm. shoes. They weren't really Vans, but. (laughs) Oh, you didn't have Vans? Something different? (laughs) No, I did, but I wore, like, the big chunky skater shoes all the time. Like, I don't know. I forgot, like, Etnies or something like that. Yeah. 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 Do you remember those? You don't skate anymore? No. Why? grew out of that you did <laughs> that was just like a little thing here and there and then it passed yeah oh really yeah yep so are you from chapel so i live an hour away actually are you serious i do yeah where i live in franklin county okay you know where that's at so out towards it's like north of raleigh so okay yep like wake forest i was gonna say wait okay yeah, wake yeah, forest, yeah franklinton yeah. Yep. right in the middle okay so yeah so you drive an hour i do yeah Really? That's how much I love subdogs. Yeah. How <laughs> did you get a job here? Like, how did you? Um, it was right out of college. I graduated last year, so just needed that emergency emergency job, pay for loans, and then I just I love it so much here that I've just been here that long. But I'm going back to school in August, so. Oh, are you? Yeah. What, so you're not going to be here anymore? I think I am. Okay. I mean, I'm still I'm looking for jobs, but I think right. I still am going to fill in and all of that. So all right, so we just. Let's see, Brett and I talk. God, we talked for over an hour. Yeah. Holy cow, this is going to be a long, long time. Yeah. Well, you're on it. Wait, tell me about <laughs> Brett. 
Brett's an awesome guy. Um, you can tell he genuinely cares about everybody that works for him and, you know, the place. Like, he really, you know, wants everybody to just be happy here and he'll go out of his way to make people happy and make sure everybody loves what they're doing and his love for sup dogs is just it's awesome the work he puts in everything it's amazing like the barstool party did you hear about that guy freaking awesome that was awesome right yeah we talked about that yeah no right a a week after uh doggy jams so incredible yeah have you been to doggy jams i have not that looks fun i want to work it yeah. I'd like to work well. Do y'all go down there? Some, does some of the... Um, yeah, some of the girls do. It's more like the senior girls. Okay. So... You got to have your tenure. Yes. You got to be here long enough. Yes. It's like a... Yeah, it's like a prize. Um, Let's, but no. Hey, He's amazing. Hey, Brett. Brett. <laughs> Are you taking a picture? <laughs> you want to do a little video on here? Or a picture? Or both? Or something? Get my y'all in it. We got to get you back on there because I want, I want you and I talking too. Huh? Yeah. Do I look ridiculous in this hat? No, you look freaking awesome in that. <laughs> and so this is your merch? What's that? Is this yours? Your yeah. merch? Yeah. It's got a schedule fly tag on the back. Oh, does it? Yeah. I love schedule fly. Yeah. Ah, nice. I do. Why do you like schedule I wanna fly? Hear, I want to hear your story. Wait, hold on. Okay. <laughs> Can you t- wait, let's do this. What do we do? We're going to put this on Instagram. A selfie? All right. No, just uh, tell me why is it you like Schedule Fly? Oh, my gosh. Schedule Fly. I'm on it like 25-8. So, on it all the time. Um, it just makes things a lot easier. Wait, 25-8? Yeah. Oh, so, that's that like past 24-7. <laughs> that means all the time. Okay. Like, more than all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome. No, yeah, it's really great. Great way to communicate. Great way to handle things. You know, shift, shift changes. Can't have it any easier. It's amazing. Awesome. You guys did great. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yes. Sporting the y'all hat. Very cool. Maddie from Sup Dogs in Chapel Hill. Yes. All right. <laughs> uh, we'll put that on Instagram. Um, cool. Our story. So yeah. we've been doing this for 12 years now. Um, 12. That's a long time. Are y'all, do you know Bonefish uses Schedule Fly? Because I, I used to work there and I think I, no? They use remember. hot schedules. All the big ones use hot schedules. Oh, really? Like, yeah, all the chains do. But that's, I mean, like, we don't we don't want to serve chains. I think they had a lot of problems with that, though. See, you like Schedule Fly because it's, it's easy easier, to use. Yeah. See, that's all, like, I mean. It's a lot easier. We, like, so, we just work with independent restaurants. And so we, because of that, like, we just keep the software really easy. Like, all the chains, like, we would have to add all this stuff. And yeah. it would be hard to use. And so... That's not what we want to do. We just like serving independent places yeah. like Sup Dogs and Top of That's the Hill awesome. over here and whatever. It's just uh, there's only five of us. I mean, we have 300,000 end users at like 7,000 restaurants. That's crazy. But so you're doing well, yeah. Just five dudes. We're all here in North Carolina. Cool. When did it start? 12 years ago. 12 so years ago. Yeah. What is that, college? No, no. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no. I wish I had been in college 12 years ago. No. So when did you, like, how did you think of this? Like, Well, there's uh, like, there's five of us, and we all worked at a previous business that had nothing to do with this. Um, and uh, But we all worked together in that business, and that yeah. business got sold. And then everybody was kind of looking for something else to do. And Wes, so Wes and Tyler and I are the three partners in the business, and then Charles and Hank work with us as well. And um, so we had all worked together. But... Wes used to make the schedule in a restaurant in uh, Wilmington. It's really complicated. 
Yeah, I mean, it was like the same as what y'all had, what, you know, Brett was just talking about this earlier, like, you know, putting together this thing on Excel or whatever, and then people would you'd put the schedule up and everybody would be like, oh, I don't want to work then. And so it was his idea, and he re- he's written every line of code. Every, the entire, all the software he wrote. And um, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a lot of software businesses, they have like a bunch of coders and they outsource stuff and all that. And it's just Wes. I could never. All of it. <laughs> And Hank built our billing system, and that's it. And we just been doing it for. I mean, it's just same stuff for, that's and awesome. it's all word of mouth. And you love it. Love it. That's well, great. I get to do this. Look, yeah. I'm sitting here hanging out at so Sup Dogs, uh, talking to you and Brett. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what I mean. I do like. I'm doing a lot of the podcast stuff now, and uh, and just telling people stories. Stories and, just and stuff. Are you guys on uh, Spotify, like podcast, y'all's podcasts and stuff? Because we, well, we're on. Uh, I, I need listen to, to a lot get, of them. I need to, have, I need to get it on Spotify. Yeah. We're on iTunes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's on there. I don't know. I should probably get it on Spotify. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah. No, that's where I listen to all my podcasts. That's where you li- yes. What do you listen to? Oh, gosh. So I'm going back to school for a crime scene investigation. Ooh. So, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of... Like serial or... Yes. Yeah? I've been listening to a lot of serial killer podcasts. No, that's cool. Did you... Have you listened to... Uh, what's it called? Dirty John? Have you heard of I Dirty John? I saw that one. Mm. They, well, they, made, they made the, yeah, they made the like TV What's, series about it. Okay, no, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I just started listening to them. So, the one about, um, let's see, the Louisiana, the Bayou, Bayou Killer, have you heard of him? No. Is that, <laughs> that a good one? That one's crazy. That one's super crazy. This one, the one I listened to this morning was The Doodler. The Doodler. The Doodler. <laughs> Interesting. So yes. Ser- yeah. He would, he would uh, pull people in by doodling them, like flirting. It was, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Yep. It's cra- this is freaking crazy. There's <laughs> oh, like a million yeah. podcasts now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like literally, there's like a million. Like 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 two years ago, there was like six hundred thousand. Yeah. Like a million no, it's taking a. Well, that's free if you got an hour drive. That's like mm-hmm. some good. That's a good pos- podcast time, right? They're like forty minutes or something. So. Oh yeah. This one's probably what like. <laughs> this is the longest hours. one we've done. This is an hour and thirty-five minutes now. Oh my gosh. We're yeah. setting a new. We're like. It's been a while. I like it. Yeah. I mean, like most of them are like 30 or 40 minutes. But, dude, I could talk to Brett all day. Yeah, Brett's an interesting guy. I mean, I had to stop just because I I know he's got a lot going on. I didn't want to, like, keep him off. Oh, yeah, no. He's an amazing dude. He's a good guy for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Maddie. Dude, thank you so <laughs> yeah, much. Of course. Spontaneous thank you. jump yes. into the podcast. You saw me with the hat on, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to tell me to take it off. Ah, man. That stuff's like, yeah. It's, yeah. That, those are, uh, so we have like the ones that say fly and stuff like yeah, that. I saw and that. then like we just did one that said y'all because I, every this time I, um, if I write an email or a car, I just say y'all. Oh, I'm like, at my tables all the time. I'm like, y'all, y'all, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> <All right. laughs> We Should you, I give the mic over? Yeah, jump back on here. All right, and I gotta can, go do my job. Yeah, you got. No. <laughs> that was so cool. She just, drives like an hour every day. To she, get here. she was just telling me. Yeah, we were talking about podcasts. She's listening to some podcasts now. Nice, nice. Yeah, about serial killers. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and I was telling her, dude, there's like a, there is a million podcasts now. I know, but is there a lot of restaurant podcasts? There's not that many. There's a good one that um, this dude. Uh, there's one called Restaurant Unstoppable. Oh really? I really like that guy, Eric Cacciatore. Dude, he's, this is so cool. This is what I love about like new media and uh, everything's been democratized now. So like, if you have a freaking mic and a recorder, mm-hmm. you can do a podcast. You can yeah. do video. Like, it's amazing. So this guy, he drives around the country in his car and like goes 
from city to city and interviews like the best restaurant owners and tells wow. their story. And that's cool. He's building. It's his business. Like that's what he does. Damn. He gets that's sponsorships. Awesome. Oh yeah. He just hired like a a film guy or, or something like recently I think like or maybe he did maybe he hired an audio I don't know but like he's got a guy on his team now like he was like driving around and sleeping in his car Damn. doing this shit for a while and now I think like he's dedicated he gets hotel rooms comped and stuff or whatever but yeah. like he goes and he's like okay like he doesn't like he, the way he finds people is he he asks around like who are the best restaurateurs in, in this town and then he He'll go interview one and be like, "Who else do you admire?" And then he get, and that's how he gets like oh, that's cool. grassroots. I didn't like, even know it existed. It's freaking awesome. I that think it's cool. really cool that he's doing that. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, we have this like natural like, you know, yeah, connection. Customers yeah. I can just call or whatever. He's just hustling. I freaking I love that. That's cool. I'm gonna check it out. You should. Restaurant Unstoppable. I don't. I, and there's probably some, other, but I think a lot of them are like. Um, they're they're like restaurant marketing, but mm-hmm. it's done by like restaurant marketing guys. Yeah, unless they're bit like it'd be like if I was like a restaurant. It's just not as authentic and, and like yeah, to, yeah. It, but Eric's is just like cool. Dude's passionate. I, I really like what he's doing. Nice. He spent like a couple of months. I follow him. He's on this, like he was in Taiwan for a while. Like just I don't know, man. He's just a cool dude. Damn, that's I'm awesome. Grinding it, man. I love it. That's I great. love like how social media has democratized yeah. fame. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can, you don't have to have like Hollywood tell you you're good enough, or you know, yeah, media totally. Tell you, like if you have a platform and you and you're you work hard and you're willing to like do what it takes, like you can, yeah, build a brand and audience build a, and an audience and you run can, with it. You can monetize that, and yeah. if you're willing to work hard and you actually have something meaningful to say and something cool to offer, like. That's cool. My kids watch some dude that fuck this British dude. He's like twenty something. He plays Fortnite and other yeah. video games and wow. films, and he's got twenty million, twenty five million followers yeah. on YouTube. He made twenty million dollars last year. Jeez. There's a guy that comes into our Greenville location all the time named Mr. Beast. Holy shit! That's the. Oh, I took. We're, yes, I want to ask you about that. Yeah. He's the dude that left like the. Big tip yeah, he's done it a couple times. Was it like a ten thousand dollars? Up to ten thousand dollar cash tip. The other day he came in with a big giant bar of gold and gold. left that as a tip. <laughs> so he, he's done. He's done a lot of. He just featured us in his latest video. His videos will get like twenty to twenty five million views. This is just a dude that he, he's from Greenville and he's always come into Sup Dogs to eat and he exploded on YouTube. Now he's a massive, massive star and. Uh, and he still lives, he spends a lot of time in LA, but he still lives in Greenville. So he comes in and uh, it was funny, a couple months ago, he brought in this famous YouTube guy named Jake Paul and they were eating eating, uh, eating dinner. And then word got out that Jake Paul and Mr. Beast were at the restaurant and literally as they were leaving, they had girls chasing them down the street, like literally running, <laughs> running after them down the street. Oh my God. That's so awesome, though. I know. It's cool. I think that's so cool that you can... It just enables... It's another tool that if you are willing to put in the work and the time and the energy and the hustle... But he... I mean, he's been doing videos since he was, like, 13. Yeah. So he's been doing it for, like, eight years. Well, it's like you said. He just now is starting 
It it's, just now exploded. It took yeah. years and years and years and years. You, for eight years, have been doing three, four, whatever, and now yeah. you got, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's... Everything takes time. It takes time. Yeah. You got to do it and stick with it and the discipline, just do yeah. it. Like, if you believe, like, just just keep after it. You can't, you're not going to, like, people think, like, oh, if I just... Yeah, overnight, it's going to be, mm-mm. no, it's going to take for a much, I tell everyone that, like, it's going to take longer, <clears throat> everything takes longer than you expect it to take. Yeah. You got to stick with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the ones that... Ha- the ones that are able to stick with it long enough, mm-hmm. if you got something, that's freaking cool. I meant to ask you about Mr. Beast. Yeah, he, he's like, awesome. That's really cool. Nice dude, quirky, really nice. Comes in all the time to do videos and then comes in just on his own. And drops it. So he put a, a piece of gold? Yeah, it was literally a, like literally the biggest, heaviest piece of gold. It was worth like seven grand. And he left, he left it as a tip. tip. But it's he crazy. filmed it. And filmed he, it, did a whole thing. But then he comes in. Um, what do you do with that? Like, how? What do you do? Like, uh, do you, what do you do with like you have this piece of gold? Like, what, yeah, like, you, so you, then what you have to find someone who's like a, uh, I don't know, authorized gold. You have to be licensed to like. Did you buy sell, and sell these gold? You, this gold. Did you sell it? Yeah, we then, did. And then you take the cash. Yeah, and then just gave it to the server. You just give it to that server that yep. was there. Yeah. So, but he comes in a lot, like oh, just on his server. Got a seven thousand dollar. Yeah, we sold it for a little bit less than that, but yeah, yeah. If it's it, it, yeah. But that was the skit. That was the whole thing. Got like twenty million views. But he comes in on his own, just hanging out. But he's really famous now. Like over the last year, it's been like people used to be like, oh, you know, there's Mr. Beast, and now it's like when he's in the restaurant, it's like kids are running. It's a lot of young kids are running up to the restaurant to hear he's there. And, it's, it's, I mean, he's a star, superstar. So if he does like just some live, does he do like Instagram live or something like while he's there? No, um, word, word just, spreads. Yeah, just, word spreads. Okay. Right. There, there has been time he's posted like um, selfies and stuff like that. And then uh, <laughs> kids come running up. I mean, it's, it's just insane. But I mean, he's incredibly famous. I mean, anytime you get 25 million views on a video, like that's he's one of the top YouTube guys in the country. So he's crushing. He's got a huge staff. Yeah, that's amazing. I yeah. love that. I love tens that of so millions much. of dollars. I love that so much. Yeah, man. I like anything that like breaks down like the barriers and like the yeah. things that like you got to do to be like. And just I love that. But he's like so a YouTube, he's like a YouTube genius. Like he studies all the algorithms and right thumbnails and it's captions not just dumb luck He's no, like, no. Really? it's like you gotta be a student of how to get the most amount of views yeah so God. Awesome. yeah it's all crazy right. I'm gonna let you I got this is, holy shit I'm supposed to meet a guy in Raleigh oh my god I better call him I'm supposed to be in Raleigh at damn <laughs> what time is it we talked for this has been an hour and 45 wow. minutes man um all right, let's get a quick picture. And yeah, then, uh, let's do it. Hey, Maddie, thank you so much. All right, that's a wrap. Cool.